Hey, this is Mike Smeltz from The Athletic. Uh, what you hear coming up is sort of a new offering we have at The Athletic when breaking news like Gordon Hayward leaving the Celtics for the Charlotte Hornets happens. Uh, we have a specific podcast that's called essentially a breaking news podcast that we put out. So what you are going to hear is myself, Mike Smeltz from The Athletic, and a very familiar voice, Sam Jam Packard. Uh, and we figured because this all had to do with the Celtics, and because Jam is a part of this, we figured might as well send it down this feed as well so you all get some quick bites about what to think about Gordon Hayward leaving Boston for Charlotte. Breaking news from The Athletic. This is Mike Smeltz from The Athletic Podcast Network, and joining me now is Sam Packard from Anything is Potable, a podcast about the Boston Celtics. And Sam, the Boston Celtics have lost another star player. Gordon Hayward has left the Celtics and decided to sign a four-year, $120 million deal with the Charlotte Hornets. Hayward had opted out of the last year of his contract to sign with the Hornets. Sam, how, as a Celtics fan and someone who follows this team for the podcast that you do, how is this deal hitting you right now? I think it was more surprising than anything else. It's the, I think, worst case scenario for the Celtics was Gordon Hayward opting out, becoming a free agent, and leaving for seemingly the Celtics getting nothing. Now, there's still a possibility that they get something back in return via sign and trade, but uh, it's the end of a very kind of confusing era in Boston with Gordon Hayward playing and uh, it's especially surprising considering the uh, the Hornets weren't really a, a rumored team at all. There's a lot of talk about the Celtics trying to get a sign and trade with the Indiana Pacers. And so to hear the news today, uh, Gordon Hayward got four years, $120 million. Good for Gordon because I don't think anyone else in the league was going to give him that kind of money. You know, and I almost think that because it is that big of a contract. And I, so one, I think that there was competition for Gordon Hayward. You know, we had heard the Pacers – we heard the Knicks at some point, and obviously now the Hornets. The Hornets were really kind of like the mystery team within all this. But four years, 120, you don't just give that out if there's no sort of competition for him. Does that kind of change maybe the thought process? Because I think going into and hearing that Gordon Hayward was opting out of $34 million for his final year with the Celtics, it felt less about money and more about he just wanted to get out of town. He got his money. Does that change sort of the perception of Hayward's exit out of Boston? Yeah, because the Celtics were never going to be able to give him a deal anywhere close to that. They have, they just started Jalen Brown's extension this year. They're probably going to sign Jason Tatum to a huge extension this offseason. They're already paying Kemba Walker north of $30 million. They just didn't have any room to pay Gordon Hayward that kind of money for that kind of years. And ultimately, he was a free agent. It was his decision. So, like, I think Celtics fans are going to be upset with Danny Inch. Like, why did he take the Pacers deal? But it ultimately wasn't up to him. If you get a chance to make $120 million over four years, there's really nothing the Celtics can could have done at that point. It just seemed like Hayward was very willing to turn down $30, $34 million because he knew a deal like this was a waiting for So how does it affect the Celtics before we get to the Hornets? What kind of weakness does it does it bring the team by not having Hayward? Or do you not really think because he ended up kind of being the fourth option a lot of times, is it not as big of a deal as maybe the dollar figure that he got in Charlotte is is the big deal? 
it's definitely not as big an impact as like the dollar figure. They, it doesn't. It's not going to feel like the Celtics are losing a max player, but they do have a hole on the wing now. They just don't have really anyone on their bench from the wing position to back up Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And so they got a draft pick in Aaron Neesmith, but it's going to be asking a lot for him to step in. Uh, you would expect the Celtics now that Hayward's gone, they have their full mid-level exception to target a wing in free agency. Um, and so you would think that's where they're going, but it, uh, there, is a, there is a huge kind of space at, at wing on the Celtics roster right now. And I think from the Hornets' perspective, it's a lot of money, right? And and they're in the final year of the Nicholas Batum contract. And Nicholas Batum, he's actually the worst contract in basketball, except now he's an expiring. Um, I kind of think that there's potential, unfortunately, for the Hornets that Hayward could veer into Batum territory if he's never fully sort of able to reclaim himself. Not as bad as Batum. But if Gordon Hayward is what he was before the hiatus, which was like he was getting back to more being a guy who could distribute the ball, can score with like an aggressive attitude. He fits in pretty, it makes it a pretty interesting team with him, LaMelo, um, you know, the Terry Rozier, a former uh, Boston Celtic. I think like the roster that the Hornets have, while not definitely not a playoff roster, is much more interesting than it was, let's say, five days ago. Now they at least have a veteran who can score in Hayward, uh, a rookie who's maybe the most talented rookie in the draft class, and, you know, like some other, like, okay pieces. You know, it's it's not as much of a sort of a disaster zone for NBA talent as maybe it was, you know, again, five days ago. I think they have a chance of competing for the eighth seed in the East. They're absolutely, if they did that, would get wiped out in the first round. But I do like the Hornets roster. P.J. Washington kind of like flew under the radar last year as a rookie, but I thought he was pretty good from the kind of the forward center position. They do have a log jam at guard right now with Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, and Lamelo, but I think they kind of will figure that out. And Hayward does slide right in as someone who can be a, a playmaker, a scorer for them. And Hayward, before the hiatus, was actually having his best statistical year in terms of efficiency, um, like pretty close to 50, 40, 90 from him. If he can get, he just didn't get the touches and the opportunities because he's playing with guys like Tatum and Kemba Walker. I think he has an opportunity if, to be, if he's the more of a focal point of the offense to kind of get back. To, I, don't, I don't think he's ever going to be an all-star, but I think he's going to be a very solid player in the league. He's never going to live up to this contract, but you kind of have to overspend if you're the Hornets because I don't see how you get free agents otherwise. All right. Well, you can listen to Sam Jam Packard on Anything is Potable, a show about the Boston Celtics. Him and Jay King dominate the Celtics conversation in the podcast realm. Uh, Sam, thanks so much for joining us here on the Athletics Breaking News podcast. Of course.